Use the force, Luke. Let go. The force is strong in this one. Luke, trust me. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to their exciting episode of the Wampas Lip Podcast. This is episode number 348. This hope is... And I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Han Solo and Princess Leia to my Luke Skywalker, we've got Carl LeClaire and Katie Horn. <laughs> hey, guys. Pretty classic. <laughs> oh, I love it. Classic. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, oh, we have yes. A, yes, Carl. Interesting way to begin a podcast right here. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, for, uh, yeah, like, luckily we just spent some time together just off the air, catching up, talking about life, which was great. And, uh, you know, I, I shared with Jason and Katie that I uh, just, you know, I, I need a little bit of a break from Star Wars um, for whatever reason. It's just, you know, a, uh, you know, just don't have that spark right now. I'm just waiting for the story of Crate to reach me. Um, <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, I'm just I'm gonna just take a couple of weeks away from the show. Um, and uh, but that's not a problem because I'm leaving it in the more than capable hands of the two of you. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, insightful Aff and Katie, fun <laughs> Aff and Jason. I mean, it's yeah. everything the Wampusler is. Um, yes. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just take a, a little hiatus from the show just for, you know, as long as I need, um, which yeah. as I confessed to the two of you before, it probably won't be that long because <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just wanted to say that at the top of the show. And uh, since I know you guys are going to continue the, the breakdown of our journey to, to Rise of Skywalker with a new hope tonight. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, it, all of you listening, whether hopefully you're not a brand new listener because this is awkward as heck. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, if you are, welcome, and we're so glad you're here. Um, yeah. But for those of you who've been with us for a little while or a long while, uh, you know, we absolutely love you. We love that you listen to the show, that you give us the time of day, that you want to yeah. listen to us talk about Star Wars because there are millions of voices out there right now, um, all with their own unique insights and. Uh, I, for one, appreciate that you ever want to listen to mine. Um, and I know that Jason and Katie certainly must feel the same. Um, and, uh, you know, and the two of you are some of the most wonderful humans I've ever met. And uh, I appreciate your support. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I leave you to the trench run and bringing down the Death Star. I'm just going to kick it on Yavin 4 because uh, I'm not even going to be anxious in that computer terminal with Leia and 3PO because I know you got this. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was more thinking he was going to be on Octo drinking that green milk. I don't, I don't know. Is that jam? That's true. I might have to do that. Maybe I'll buy locate there while I'm hanging on Yavin. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I will, uh, I'll be, I'll be back soon, everyone. And until then, enjoy the best part of the Wampus Lair. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna miss having Carl here, um, but but we do have an episode to soldier on with. So uh, you know we we understand Carl needs to take a, a breather, and everybody, you know, if you ever need to take a breather from from Star Wars or from a, a passion project that you're working on, don't don't feel the need to just soldier on, even if you it's it's not you know. 
not something that you can give at the moment because yeah. you know everybody you know whether it's life or or you just need a breather you know mm-hmm. feel for, make sure that folks that you have the the wherewithal you don't owe people your time if True. you need to take a breather if you yeah. need to take a step back you can you know we're gonna miss having Carl on the show uh, for the next couple of weeks but but. Carl has has some stuff that he needs to take care of, and and yeah. honestly, a couch that needs some attention. So ah uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna give Carl his time. Um, we'll still be chatting with him, obviously, because oh, we yeah. do. Uh, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and 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 dive into the Star Wars here. Um, but Carl, if you're listening later on, just know that we're we're doing this with with all of our love headed in your direction. So yeah, we love you, Carl. <laughs> yes, and for any of those creators out there who are doing stuff uh, on, on online, you know, if you need to take a breather, tell your friends and and just do it. You know, because yeah, yeah. you only we're, have so much of yourself to give. Exactly, we are not infinite. We, yes. There, yeah. There's only so much of ourselves to give, and your mental health, your emotional health, physical health, all of that is important and valid. And make sure you take care of yourselves. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. That's all I need to say. Yeah. Let's talk some Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. Let's yes. talk Star Wars. Oh my goodness, we are uh, like. like- like Carl mentioned before, he had to piece out like the Force Ghost he was this episode. Whoosh. Uh, yes, whoosh. that's we his robe con- flying away. Yes. <laughs> yes, his robe flying away and the lightsaber clattering to the floor. <laughs> the dark side going, what the heck? Um, <laughs> so, uh, we we are going to be talking about a new hope in, in light of our journey towards the rise of Skywalker, which. Oh, we're in the awesome OT now. You're oh in gosh. the OT, and it's going to be weird not talking about this with Carl because he is definitely the OT guy of our podcast. But hey, that means we get to you know have some outsider perspectives, maybe. Yeah. Um, Katie, since uh, since I feel like you've been really approaching some of the, these things with new perspectives. Um, why don't you kick us off? What, what's something you know that you found in in going back and visiting A New Hope? That's sort of you know the themes that are continuing on across the saga as we lead towards the rise of Skywalker. What's something that, that you've picked up on? You know, out of the gate, Han Solo, Han freaking solo is what hit me like a ton of bricks watching this (laughs) like i mean maybe it's because i have knowledge of the sequel trilogy but you know watching this as step four in in a nine-part journey i i don't know han solo came out of nowhere and just punched me in the face and and i loved it i was like thank you han solo well that that's kind of the thing. I almost feel like he's he's the blood that brings life to something new. You know what okay. I mean? It okay, you know, we have three of these movies behind us, right? Yes. We yes. we see Luke Skywalker and we know what he who he is and where he comes from and this immense burden that has fallen on his shoulders. You know, we know where he fits in this story even if he doesn't yet. We as the audience do. Who's this Han Solo guy who just comes out of freaking nowhere? You know what I mean? And and he right? takes up at least a third of the movie. You know, like his his emotional journey is core to this story, and it comes out of freaking nowhere. There's no basis for him in the OT in the prequel trilogy. You know, there's he, he doesn't even like this. Not even like a a a, a you know yeah. a, a character correlation mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah, exactly. Because, because Anakin is kind of like the Luke and Han rolled into one, but he's still right. his own unique guy. And exactly. Obi Wan doesn't relate. You no, know? because he's, he's just in this movie. You know right. what I mean? Like Obi Wan just comes back. You know, he's still here. Like, he right. never left. Right. <laughs> like, you know. So you know, yeah, he he's Obi Wan. Not Obi Wan. Sorry, Han Solo is our like non legacy character coming in and shaking things up. He's he is the Ray. 
or like the Finn or Poe of the OT. If you think about it, if we're watching this chronologically, he's yeah. the brand new character and everybody's like, who's this guy? I'm what? Go back to Anakin. I don't care about these new characters. What's Anakin doing right. over on the Death Star? <laughs> right. Like, you know, yeah. Like, he he really is our our new blood, and and he hit me like a ton of bricks, you know. Especially Leia being all, you know, he's got to follow his own path. No one can choose it for him. Like like Han Solo's journey, his emotional growth is central to this story, and and it makes you pay attention. I think, or at least I did. I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah. Jason, yeah, maybe? no, no, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way, and that was not something that you know I I necessarily picked up on on this watch through. But but you're right. Um, he's a totally you know brand new kind of character that brings a different dimension and mm-hmm. and and takes the story from like the lofty heights that we had it in uh, in the prequel trilogy and brings it down to the the muckety muck, the 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 underbelly, right? You know, since we got glimpses of the underbelly in the prequel trilogy, but now, <laughs> you know, now that we are dealing with a rebellion that has to work undercover, right? We have to work with these people, and yeah. now we know that you know the highfalutin areas that that we were living in, this high strata of society that we were living in in the prequel trilogies, has a big consequence on the people down below in the lower strata. And Han is is that window and brings that into it. But, you know, it's not just like, see what y'all did to us. You know, that's not mm. what this is. This is more of a, yeah, we still have to survive. Even though we have, you know, the, this this galaxy conflict that, that happened to us, you know, two decades ago and is now still continuing in the form of the Galactic Empire and the Rebellion rising up to, to fight it. You still have people that are just trying to survive and are getting caught up in the conflict. Yeah. You know, that, that people can't just live their lives um, because one way or the other, if they, if they live in, in this sort of realm, they're going to get caught up. And Han, Han doesn't want anything to do with this, but he gets caught up in this and forms friendships with you know Luke and Leia to the effect where at the end of it, he's okay with not just leaving. Yeah, absolutely. It it's interesting because we're we're back on Tatooine. We haven't yep. been there since well since Anakin left. Honestly, you know both yeah. in in Attack of the Clones and in um, Phantom Menace. You know, Tatooine used to be this place where we operated in secret, right? Yeah. You know, like we came to hide the queen here, you know, the the, the, the huts control it, you know? (laughs) We came to hide Luke here, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Exactly. And now we see stormtroopers stomping around, you know, Mos Eisley, which is like, you know, there is nowhere to hide anymore from the Empire, you know, from... You know, darkness. It, it took Darth Darth Maul had to come down here, and even it took him a while to find the queen. You know, yeah, like yeah. yeah we used to hide here. It used to be a safe place. You know, safe. You know, it's still right, right, run right, right. by gangsters. It's still a hive of scum and villainy. But this used to be our like unseen corner of the world. You know, if there's a bright center of the universe, we're at the point it's farthest from. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the Empire is out here, and it's real, and the threat is real. And, you know, and even, like, yeah, Han Solo, he's he says, that's the real trick, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> We'd no. like to avoid any Imperial entanglement. Well, that's the trick, isn't it? There's exactly. nowhere to hide anymore. And through Han Solo, yeah, we get to see how people are having to, yeah, to slip through the cracks, and even he gets boarded sometimes. The Empire really does have this stranglehold on the galaxy. And I think it's so interesting that that we get to see how low the Jedi have been brought. Not not just from the fact that everybody nobody nobody respects Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nobody. (laughs) He used to be a general. He used to you know on the council. Yeah, and now he's just a crazy old man in the desert, and Han Solo just does not think very highly of him at all, and Han Solo says to his face that the Force is hokey religion. Like, yep. to his to his face! Yep, yep, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so we just, we get a whole new look on the galaxy through Han Solo, and that was incredible to me this time around the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
mm-hmm. of course, you know, looking forward, you know, seeing ultimately where his journey ends up and how right. integral he is to our story. You know, even though he's no longer alive in the sequel trilogy, his presence is still felt and right. it, heavy, heavy. Mm-hmm. So um, that's weighing on on Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, um, you know, whether he likes it or not the ghost of Han Solo motivates a lot of what Ben does. And and this is where, this is where Han steps into our journey. That's really neat. I like that. I like that a lot. I think Carl will be happy listening back and hearing us talk about Han Solo. (laughs) (laughs) Solo, Because we love him so much. We do. This is a Han Solo loving podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, We we are a fan of Mr. Solo. Um, Oh, do you know what I, my father, sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, it's not. He has no people. Remember? That's true. He's That's alone. True. He is Mr. Solo. Um, Solo. <laughs> well, um, what I found so interesting was that episode one, right? You know, these, these huts was that, you know, they must have a weakness of some kind, some kind, right? Gambling. Mm-hmm. Everything here revolves around betting on those awful races. Yeah. And then Qui-Gon Jinn comes in with, uh, uh, what does he say? Uh, greed can be a powerful ally, right? Yes. So we see, yeah, it, so we see that kind of reflected in Han Solo. I mean, I shouldn't even say kind of because it is reflected in Han Solo. where he just says, I'm just in it for the money. Right. Right. No reward is worth this. You know, we've seen characters like Han Solo before motivated solely by greed. And Leia says to his face, hey, if money is all that you love, then that's what you'll receive. You know, so we know where characters like Han Solo end up. We've seen what happens to Watto. And it ain't great. It's not good. Nope. And oh, he yet, ends up he ends yeah. up all sorts of, you know, messed up and alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And yet, Han Solo comes back for the rebellion. He comes back for Luke. Comes back for his friends. Yeah, coming back for his friends. I, I knew there was more to you than money. Yes. Knew it was. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I definitely picked up on, and this is not anything new. This is sure. something that's been talked about. But one of the things that's really been highlighted to me is the idea of 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 our our hero dreaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anakin is, is dreaming to become a Jedi and then come back and free the slaves. Luke is dreaming to leave Tatooine and, and go on adventures. Um, and that later, you know, translates into becoming a Jedi to, you know, like his father. Ray is dreaming to find her family. Um, you know, they all are dreaming of something. And, 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 that's kind of where we find each of our heroes initially. And then this is, you know, this is not a normal or a, a, a new idea that we've, we've addressed, we're addressing here, but this is something that definitely is, you have to mention, especially with a new hope, because yeah. this is where it's the most obvious and the most blatant. Uh, we get Luke going out and, and staring at the, the twin sunsets. And that's how we that's really brought across here uh, yeah. in in a new hope and the idea of dreams and and not not just like actual literal dreams but the idea <laughs> of of dreaming of something more right uh, of being a a a driving factor or a motivating factor with each of these characters um it shouldn't be taken for granted because uh, you know the they, while in some senses they may be satisfied enough to get by with where they're at, mm-hmm. um, there's always that that feeling in the back of their head. But that goes. But I want more. Right. But I, I'm looking for more. Yeah. And and how big that dream varies from person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, how specific that dream varies from person to person, but there is always something in them that wants more, more than where they're at, more than what they're doing. And they're always looking up or looking around yeah. for something to, to, to find that, to maybe achieve that. And, and I think that's a very important theme um, in the saga that that's definitely highlighted in, in a new hope. So, what do you think? Oh, yeah, 
I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It this is. I mean, it is step four, but it, it's also step one. <laughs> you know, this is right. where where right. it all really begins. You know, and it does all just start with a dream, the sense of of longing, the sense of um, the subconscious. Really, you know, you don't you don't know what's in your subconscious until you see it outside of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. When Luke is staring at the binary sunset he knows that there is something inside of him that belongs out there and belongs to something more and and yeah we it's so tricky because this is part four we know that he is meant for greater things we know you know we we saw his mother's story and we saw his father's story and we know that he's connected to darth vader even even though darth vader doesn't even know it yet you know, he doesn't realize it. We we do, and it's almost, I don't know, it's almost frustrating to watch because you just want to kind of knock their heads together. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like, talk, to, you know, just talk to each other. Right. Have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. wanna, I want to be like Padme, where I'm just all like, you know, just no more war, just use your words, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it, and I think it's a. I think it's important to, you know, recognize that that dreams mm-hmm. are important. Um, yeah. And and you know, I, I you know, and even just outside of Star Wars, it's it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, this, this is a big part of our story, and it's a dip, definitely a big rhyming beat that happens a lot, and and mm-hmm. it's been highlighted a lot. But you know, dreams are important, and I think and I think that's that's a big thing to remember. Um, yeah, I think Obi Wan was incorrect when he said dreams pass in time. You yeah, know, again, we're at part four, and we're trying to make up for the mistakes in parts one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, and I think Obi Wan yeah. realizes that at this point too. Oh, you know? sure, yeah. I mean, because he, he's he's I think he's more receptive to Luke than he was with Anakin. Yes, you know, because Anakin, you know, Luke expresses all these doubts and all these like, oh, it's so far away. (laughs) And Obi Wan isn't immediately like, well, you've made a commitment to the Jedi Order, and it's not a commitment easily broken. And you know, he just just like, you must do what you feel is right, of course. Right. He's much more receptive to Luke's feelings. I don't know. And you know that's your uncle talking. You know, yeah, that's what yeah. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you sure you sure about this, bud? You know, yeah. he's not outright telling him. You know that you know you really need to walk away and follow this path. This is this is your opportunity. You know, he's not he's not doing that, but he's throwing enough in there to stir the pot and to make Luke really think um, and really look at what he's wanting and and where this opportunity might lead um then of course the, yeah, the, the decision kind of gets made for him outside of his <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know a little I don't bit no he still could have walked away even after their homestead was set on fire he could have been all like mm, imperial academy for me by <laughs> or something True. you know True. <laughs> like, or like yeah. uh, you know i, I gotta nothing- do something I have There's to do something more. to honor them, you know. I have to sure, you know, rebuild yeah. the farm or something, you know. Yeah, he could have done. He could have done anything. There was nothing holding him back anymore, and he decided, yeah. you know what? I'll be a knight. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> be a, I don't know. How did those words hit you that this time around? When he looks at Obi Wan and says, "I want to learn the ways of a Force and be a Jedi like my father." What? Yeah. At part at step four, having seen how that went for Anakin, you know Anakin wanted to be a Jedi so much. What yeah. are you What are you thinking and feeling when you see Luke's or when you hear Luke say those words? Honestly, um, especially with the look that Obi Wan gives him, which is mm-hmm. sort of a sad mm-hmm. but encouraging nod. Sure. Um, yeah. It it makes me think back to, you know, uh, the end of Attack of the Clones and the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, the Clone Wars, you know, things like that. It, it, it makes me think back to when Anakin was a Jedi, you know, 
and, and and I and I know, you know, in the back of my head, it's always like, you know, but but what about you know Anakin turning, uh, you know, and becoming a, a, a Sith Lord and, and becoming mm-hmm. the the big evil in the galaxy right now? And I'm like, but but honestly, the way that Luke says it, mm-hmm. it brings me back to those good moments of Anakin being okay. a Jedi. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's in that back of my head that goes, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But Anna or, or Luke is so innocent in this moment. Um, or maybe not innocent, but, but, but pure in this mm. moment that it doesn't give me pause. Um, yeah. yet, you know, obviously, you know, as, as he begins his training further in, in empire and, and stuff like that, that's when the, the similarities between Luke's journey and Anakin's journey towards the dark side start to, to really kind of get a little too close to comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, this point, I just see the hope in it. Yeah. Um, okay. And actually, this brings me to another point I, I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, is that family. Sure. Family yeah. is huge in, in all of this. And this is, you know, Luke leaves Tatooine m- metaphorically in search of his father. Mm-hmm. To, to find the memory of his father and to, to find out who he was and, and how he was, essentially. You know, with, with um, becoming a Jedi. Um, what he finds ultimately is not what he was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and Ray is in a very, very similar thing. She's desperately looking for her family, Mm. desperately wanting to find them. She's not leaving Jakku because she thinks her family's coming back. But when she goes on this adventure, she, she doesn't quite find what she's looking for either, but both of them get this sense of found family. And this is something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and, and they both end up with this found family with Luke. Uh, he actually finds actual family. Maybe Ray will too. I'm not sure. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think so. I Maybe. hope not. I hope not. <laughs> but, but, but even before he knew who Leia was, mm-hmm. Leia was family. You know, Absolutely, yeah. It was found family, you know, with Han, Leia, Chewie for Luke. With Ray, it's Finn and and Poe, Leia and Chewie, and you know, we, we get this whole found family that, that they start collecting around them. Um and that's a big important theme and and the moment that you brought up with Luke saying, I'm I wanna go with you, I wanna learn the ways of the force and become a Jedi like my father. Mm-hmm. That's the moment. That's where that all crystallizes for Luke. The the whole dreaming aspect that he has crystallizes into a a, a, a focused goal, mm-hmm. uh, and it's about family in a sense, in many ways. Yeah. Um, and family is a huge deal um, in well, in all the trilogies, but particularly the original and the sequel. Yeah, I mean, you can see it in how quickly he adopts Han Solo. Like he starts off not liking Han Solo at all, but then they spend some, you know, fifteen minutes together, and it's just like, you know what? We're brothers now. We're brothers. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they act. They gosh. They sure act like it. <laughs> What's that flashing? And Han Solo just like knocks his hand away. Yeah, right. just quit it. Just it Let me drive. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Flying through space, it's like dusting crops, boy. You know. <laughs> it's like. Get- Sit down. Let me drive. This is you're gonna make us crash. <laughs> oh man! Mom said you had to be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> Strap up in the back and yeah. <laughs> she just puts Luke in a car seat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. But yeah, it, it, it's a huge thing. And it, obviously it continues to build over the course of the next movies. But it's a big thing that, that we um, that we see progress in, in our story, you know, even beyond just the original trilogy. So, but um, what, what else did you have? Gosh, honestly, I only had one more thing and it's kind of a big in. 
Okay. I want to talk about some Ben Solo. We talked about Han Solo. I want to talk about some Ben Solo. Okay. Because again, like I am coming in this, you know, with the with foreknowledge of the sequel trilogy, and a huge thing in the sequel trilogy is you have too much of your father's heart in you, young Solo. And if Han Solo is our blood that brings life to something new, if he is becoming ingrained in this overarching saga the same way ray is you know she's that new blood coming in and and really just becoming entrenched in this skywalker saga what what does that mean what what does it mean to be han solo and to have too much you know of his father's heart you know what what does that mean i i don't know i i'm looking at this movie First of all, there were so many moments where Han Solo would like make a face, and I was like, "Wow, he really looks like Alden Ehrenreich." Wow, how is he doing that? How does he look so much like? How is he doing that? That's magic. He's a magic man. <laughs> but oh, uh, that's funny. but there was just I could not stop thinking about Ben Solo this entire movie. Yeah, I couldn't stop. Uh, one one thing that was really weird is that I think the sequels kind of kind of retroactively vindicated the use of Leia's theme when when Obi-Wan Kenobi dies. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay, Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. dies and they start playing Leia's theme specifically because like it it just it sounded cool. Nobody was really, you know, from what you hear, they weren't really like they were pressed for time and they were like what's a piece we can use that one just go just make make the movie happen. George right. Lucas is on his third heart attack. Make the movie happen. <laughs> right. So the really, yeah, there really is no deeper meaning. I don't think for using Leia's theme when Obi Wan dies, uh-huh. but kind of now knowing that she names her son after him, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of cool. He yeah. gave his life so that they could escape. It, so yeah, like I said, I could not escape Ben Solo this entire movie. You know, even even when Obi Wan Kenobi is laying down his life, I'm like, man, what about that Ben Solo though? So what are you, <laughs> what are you thinking, Jason? What are you? Uh, yeah, no, got? I mean, it, it, it is interesting because um, almost more of the con- you know, while there are definitely the obvious connections between Luke and Ray um, with with this movie. There's almost as many connections between Luke and Ben and Han and Ben. Um, you know, uh, seen in this movie. And, and you're right, that there's, <laughs> there's too much of his father in him. That's right, right, right. That is said, you know, I, obviously that Snoke says that to, to Kylo. You know, I sense you, you know, you've got. You know, your father, much. too much of your father, your father's Han heart. Solo, Han. you know. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then we get that same, almost same quote about Luke with you know Owen and Baru. You know, he's not much. Luke's just not much of a farmer. Owen, he's got mm-hmm. too much of his father in him. That's what I'm afraid of. You yeah. know, and 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 it is one of those things where. While while Ray is sort of the the. Spiritual successor to Luke and uh, the the way the Force moves in the original trilogy, uh, Ben is the the fallen lineage mm. of of this movie. But he, he's he's the direct link because he, he you know he very literally is related to all these people. Um, but but his story matches very much you know where luke's could have gone wrong mm-hmm. but didn't and of course that goes back to anakin as well but 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 this whole thing this this whole scenario that we get with with luke in in a new hope and and kind of with with uh han in a new hope makes you wonder just what was ben's life before mm-hmm. snoke mm-hmm. got into him yeah, you know, well, I mean, and, yeah. and and I I can't imagine you know, other than you know preoccupied parents, Leia with running a 
galaxy and Han with helping her and getting involved in his racing again. I, other than that, I can't imagine Ben had like a horrible childhood. Um, no, it. But I don't know. Like, From the books and stuff, we we get the sense that it was neglect. You know that yeah. that really didn't. He did not feel cared for or looked after. Right. You know there there is there's obviously a pain there because when he talks to Ray, he says, you know, you think Han Solo is the father you never had. He would have disappointed you. Yeah. You know, it really gives you the sense that when Ben needed him, Han just wasn't there, and that can you know they that. That's that's Ray's problem too. Her parents just weren't there for her. I mean, yeah. no Han, sorry, no Ben didn't have that literal abandonment where it's like, right. yeah, we're gonna sell you for drinking money. Bye. But right. you know, having those absentee sort of, parents can be yeah, just sort of emotional in a sense. Yes. It's kind of emotional abandonment. Absolutely. And Luke and and Luke is definitely becoming more like Obi Wan in the sense that uh, you know. It, Obi-Wan from the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, as he becomes a Jedi Master, there's more of prequel Obi-Wan that sleeps into Luke. And so Luke is there to help train Ben to make him into a, a better Jedi. I'm sure he's there to, to try and listen and talk to, to Ben. But, you know, it's still his uncle and it's still his teacher. Right. And that's a weird situation. So, you know, it, it's not like I don't I don't see Luke as being the trusted figure that Ben goes to confide in. Yeah, well, you know? it's different. You know, Leia says it, you know, Luke's a Jedi. You're his father. Yeah. So obviously, obviously, there's something there and there's something in Han Solo that I just I I don't know. I'm having trouble connecting the dots. I don't know it. I do think that Ben is a lot like Han Solo, but I, I'm struggling to kind of see the the payoff. What what is it about Han Solo and his journey that is affecting Ben like so profoundly? Because we can see that correlation between Luke and Anakin, Anakin. like it's right. clear as day. You know, right. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if you watch the OT first or you watch the prequels first. Doesn't matter when you look at luke and you look at anakin you see how their journeys parallel each other and you see how when anakin makes a decision luke does that like same thing but he gets it right you know and you you see they're different you know you see their downfalls i'm having a i'm having trouble correlating han solo's decisions to ben solo's decisions except for when leia says in a new hope when she says to luke you know that han's got to follow his own path no one can choose it for him. I'm like, oh, that that's the most Ben Solo thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's the Ben Solo thesis right there. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not necessarily expecting you to have the answers, Jason. I'm just curious right. if you have if you do have any thoughts at all there. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I think I get the feeling that they are hinting around at something and mm-hmm. and that there there's definitely something there that they are working from Mm -hmm. but they haven't told us what it is yet and i feel like you know there's some part of the story some part of the picture that we just haven't seen yet that will make that all make sense because uh, you know there's definite you can see the family resemblance you can Mm -hmm. see sort of the hot-headedness um aspect of of han in ben um and and the idea that that Han ultimately kind of just goes off to do his own thing after a while, you know, it makes it easier for Ben to do the same thing to to walk off and and you know kind of just try a different path, you know, even you know even though Han is still probably technically married to Leia, they haven't oh, seen certainly. each other. They haven't seen each other in years, you know, by the time they reunite in, in Force Awakens. Um, you know, it, it's it's been a little estranged, but it's one of those things where he felt either comfortable enough or uncomfortable enough to just kind of book it, yeah. you know. And, and I think there is definitely some of that. Um, at play in what led Ben to become Kylo Ren. Mm. But I get the sense that they're playing with something else 
another connection that they just haven't told us yet. And I'm wondering if that's something that we will actually see in the rise of Skywalker or if that's they something that, that we'll yeah. see in a different thing. But they, I, there, there has to be something there because they, they, they seem to be nibbling around the edges of something and I can't put my finger on it. Like exactly. you, I, can't, yeah. I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something there. Um, and, and I think Ben definitely has a lot of his grandfather in him, but they made so much of a, of a stink about the fact that Han is Ben's father, mm-hmm. that there has to be something else. Yeah. Something else involved. And honestly, in some senses, Anakin and Han line up a bit more than Anakin and Luke. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the brashness. Okay. While Luke has that, there, there, there is a brashness and and a willingness to walk the gray areas in order to achieve a greater purpose or 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 a, a greater payday in a sense. Luke, um, Luke is his mother's son. He yeah. he that's Padme's boy right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and and Obi Wan. You know, there's sure. a lot of Obi Wan that that gets passed on into Luke. Uh, mm. He sort of becomes a, a father figure to Luke, and I think Luke thinks about. Obi-Wan a lot in that respect in the years between A New Hope and Empire. Um, but um, but there is a lot, there, there is a, a, a sense of Anakin that in the OT gets passed through Han. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the flying, you know, while Luke right. is definitely a great pilot, you know, yeah. we're, we're told he's a great pilot. He, we see that, uh, but Han is just as good, if not better. Um, and Anakin was the best star pilot in the galaxy, um, <laughs> and a cunning warrior. Um, and that <laughs> that is also passed on to Ben. Yeah. And so there there is a weird crossing of the streams. I don't know. Sure, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> happens uh, between uh, from Anakin to Ben that sort of wiggles its way through Luke and Han. You know, there's there's a, there's sort of a of a weird through line that kind of bounces its way between Han and Luke through the OT that gets from Anakin to Ben. Um yeah. and and I'm not quite sure where that all is going yet. Yeah. Uh, but it's just an interesting thing to note. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be so mad at myself if we don't talk about Leia even a little, because we talk about how much, oh, there's even a bit of Obi-Wan in Ben Solo, Leia's son. <laughs> right, yeah, Leia's yeah. well. Yeah, he's got, yeah. he's got some, yeah, he's got, he's definitely got some Leia in him as well. Um, watching A New Hope, uh, Leia just being like, we have no time for our sorrows. I'm like, well, that that is Ben Solo. That yeah, oh my god, let the past gosh. die. Let the past yeah. die. Like Alderaan got exploded. It's over. Move on, people. Right. <laughs> you, you we, we've got something like, else to deal with. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, just Ben Solo watching those three planets get blown up, and then just like, okay, we're moving on now. We're not just compartmentalizing that and right. moving on. <laughs> right. We're not dealing with it. Not today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the the other thing that I that I could bring Leia in on, and this is the last point I really yeah wanted to make, um, yes. is is sort of the the overall politics of the situation. Ooh. And while yeah, politics yeah, yeah. aren't aren't a huge focus of the OT, there's definitely uh, oh, some subtly there. It's definitely there. Yeah, um, it's in, and it's in. it's in there. And and you know we get that the first board meeting scene we get on the Death Star. Um, Imperial Senate would no longer be of any concern to us. Uh, you know, the, the Emperor has completely disbanded the Senate. The yeah. last remnants of the Old Republic have been completely swept away. <laughs> that is a huge statement because yeah. that is what we were fighting to try and preserve in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. It's and like it fell. There's nowhere left to hide. The, yeah. the Empire just, yeah, has this stranglehold on the galaxy. Like, yeah. it, yes, yes. Yeah, and and that is what the Rebellion 
is trying to help restore and what the resistance is trying to help build back up again um, in the sequel trilogy. And, and who is central to all of that right now is Leia. Um, (laughs) So, you know, she's, she knows what the Republic was because she was raised by Bail Organa. Mm -hmm. You know, she's got direct access into what the good side of the Republic and the democracy that was the old Republic was yeah she's trying to fight against the empire in order to bring around an opportunity to restore that or 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 have that sort of thing rise again and while it has a foothold in the sequel trilogy she knows there is a threat to it and that's why the resistance forms in the first place and then after star killer base happens she's like okay (laughs) we're doing this again Um, take two (laughs) right right. set it up try it go again Right, you know, and, and it's, it's one of those things where where the political situation, it, you know, it happens in history. Empires rise and fall. You know, mm-hmm. countries go through their own over the course of history, go through their own cycles of of you know tyranny and democracy and everything in between. You know, it it, it happens, um, and we're seeing that you know being reflected here in in the the various trilogies and yeah. leia is really kind of that link that puts them all together because she's direct like i said directly connected to the prequel trilogy through not only her mother but bail organa who raised her and was instrumental in the last ditch effort to save the republic before it collapsed um and she is now the leading edge of the sword with the resistance in the sequel trilogy, she's, you know, she was pretty high up on the ladder in the, the OT too. Um, but now she's like the tippity top, um, uh, in, in the sequel trilogy. So the, the, the political situation is definitely a big through line that I think, um, I wanted to make sure it got mentioned because, you know, it's, it doesn't get talked a lot about, especially in a new hope, but there's some big, there's some big bombshell news that happens right there in the boardroom. Yeah. It's just, you know, Oh, you know, whatever we dissolve democracy, it's a full straight tyranny now. (laughs) And moving on anyway, you know, let's go over those budget reports. Right. But uh, (laughs) so how's that death star coming? Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Padme made like all those impassioned speeches and, you know, we were clinging to democracy forever and in a quiet boardroom it was just swept away and just goodbye freedoms goodbye yeah that's where we at (laughs) that's the state of the galaxy (laughs) yeah the new hope the the even the Mm -hmm. the appearance of democracy is no longer there yeah whether or not it was you know actually in function it really wasn't at that point but even the appearance is no longer there the regional governors now have oh, direct man. control of their territories. Fear will keep the systems in line. Fear of this battle station. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's something that I thought was uh, important to bring up. So, any well, other ideas? That, any other ideas that have hit you on this? No, like I said, it was really it was Han and Ben Solo what had me this this time when I was watching A New Hope. I I promise I tried to pay attention to our sandy haired hero, but all I could think about was the bad boys. <laughs> Listen, I gotta live my truth, okay? Well, you know, you should, we all know, we all know that Katie <laughs> lives on the dark side yeah, a little bit. We've been, we've been new. We- uh, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, I don't know where. Where did I pull that from? from I have no Manitoba idea. now. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You betcha. Yeah. Um, you betcha. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh no. Um, Gosh, I, I really hope uh, at least one of these Star Wars stories needs to have uh, like a Canadian planet, just a whole planet, or everybody. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Can the planet just be called Fargo? Can it just please? <laughs> or, just, we're or, going or, to Fargo, <laughs> or something you know along the lines of Minnesota, you know? Yeah, yeah no. so, so some something up there, don't, don't you know? You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that needs to happen one of these days. Uh, 
one of these days. Sweet Skywalker was from a Swedish planet. We need, yeah, we need the Minnesota planet. Right, right. We got to have some of that that Central North America, you know, represented. Uh, that North Central North America represented now. Oh, why does it? Why doesn't Lucasfilm return any of my calls? I'm. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right, good. Jason. All right, yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure there's a lot more that we could have said, and I'm sure you all have some brilliant ideas uh, oh, yes. of how, uh, you know, of themes and, and ties that we can pull between uh, A New Hope and, you know, the sequel trilogy as we, as we move towards the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the ones that we've got right now. Yeah. And uh, I really... I'm really curious to see if any of you have some some things that we might have missed. So if you want to to let us know, definitely do that um, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Wampus Lair Podcast. We are at Wampus Lair on Twitter, so be sure to at us with those. Uh, yeah. Or you can always email us at WampusLairPodcast at gmail.com. We haven't gotten a lot of emails recently, so um, – but that's all right. Um, all right. <laughs> But yeah, I, I had a blast doing this. Um, with all the stuff going on, we totally forgot to put up our matchup from last week on the social media. So we'll do that. Hopefully we won't forget again this week. Um, but yes, uh, quick reminder again, it'll be uh, Palpatine versus Mother Towson. Sidious versus Someday. Mother Towson. So one of these days, we'll, yeah, we'll, get these the, days. we'll get that out there. One of these days, we'll have the matchup that's waiting for you. I don't know. Um, into it, Jason. I was, I was into it, snapping my fingers. Right. Like. Excellent, excellent. Well, um, Katie, if people want to to tweet anything at you about this conversation, any other Ben Solo connections, oh, please. Uh, to please. on yes. stuff, where can they do that? Oh my gosh, yes. Send me all your Ben Solo theories, yeah, Ben Solo hot takes. If you think you know what it means to have too much of Han Solo's heart in you, please let me know. I'm accepting all theories. Send them to me at Pohotdameron on Twitter. Just do it. I would very much appreciate it. Yes. 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 Do that. Do that, people. Yeah, You will not be disappointed with the reactions you get. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll probably be in caps lock. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's half of your tweets. Yeah, it's just like caps lock. <laughs> All right. Well, I I think that's going to close down this episode. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. It's been episode number 348. This hope is new for Carl, who's not here. He's taking a break. And Katie, I'm Jason. We'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. (laughs) 